Genre. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 2, one picking up where we left off minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. Legit. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> and I'm Naomi Wong. Welcome back, Naomi. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. I'm always like striving for like Scott's approval on these intros and sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes I mean, it's given. Sometimes it works. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. You know, it's. A, I mean, we literally are picking up where we left off. So I thought. Yeah, I heard no, the legit, phrase, and I was legit. like, "That's gonna be it." That for for yeah. today's minute. Uh, no, <laughs> today's good. minute is minute sixty-eight, which begins with Peter saying, "You once told me you love me," and ends with MJ opening the door of a cab and looking back at Peter, as if she's gonna say something. Uh, so so in today's minute like yesterday's minute we got a little bit of this but mj didn't talk enough yeah um to to really get hammer this home so he was saving this but i i mean the difference here is is, it's really weird because it it's like kirsten dunst is in one movie and toby Maguire is in a different (laughs) movie um because she's sort of acting way more naturalistic than he is to me yeah yeah. Uh, do you do you do you know? Do you see what I'm picking up? Do you get? Yeah. yeah it's 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 like it's like season one Stranger Things where they're all in different genres. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see. I think it's like Peter has such a strange demeanor, and she is so she's not putting on any airs at all. She's just being right genuine right now, and he is still to a certain degree trying to like prove that he's like got his stuff together so he's got this extra performative layer on him i don't think it's quite like he's not acting as well as she is though she is (laughs) she's acting very well here uh (laughs) yes it's it's more like um peter's not being fully present uh and until punch me i bleed basically so Mm. we get this disconnect of he's still trying to prove he's he's oh i'm together guy i'm together guy i'm uh, whatever and she is just she doesn't have any presumptions at all she's just there in the moment god it's fun to watch yeah no it's it is i mean she is just knocking this scene out of the park Mm -hmm. um kirsten dunst is quickly becoming the mvp of this movie yeah mj mvp uh yeah (laughs) like that that scene where she's like where he he she okay so she just said you think just because you show you you saw my play, you can talk me out of getting married? Mm-hmm. And he said his response to that is, "You told me you loved me once. <laughs> you were in high school, bro." And and he says, "You told me you loved me once." And her face, <sighs> it 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 drops into this like she's about to cry 
heartbroken look on her face yeah where it, it's it's like yeah i did say that and i did mean that and i don't i don't not feel that way now but like i i can't do anything about it now like you yeah. waited too long i'm not going to break up with this guy i'm not going to break up with john mm-hmm. just because you're like suddenly available to me now yeah you it's know? even more cruel than like not liking her at all it's like um it's like this part here is we're watching her hear something she's always wanted to hear, but at the worst time. So instead mm-hmm. of it being like the warm, charming thing Peter thinks it is, it's just tragic. She's just yeah. so sad about it. And yeah. watching her have that decision and then follow it up with like an externalization of that thought, which is you're too late. Like, I, she's doing all the things. It's, it's real good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way he follows up, you told me you love me, with, and, and you know, I, and then I was busy and I couldn't do it. Like, so yeah. he's essentially telling her that she wasn't enough in that moment, but it's okay because now I don't have to do that other thing anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? It's, it seems like this, right? We were talking yesterday about like the boombox scenario yeah of of saying that out of out of context that is that that is stalker material yeah in context it's like a big romantic gesture because we're we are in lloyd dobler's shoes and we know that he loves her and he wants to win her back and it's a whole thing and his heart's in the right place and yada yada Mm. but here again we are watching this movie as Peter and we know that the thing that he thought he had to do that he doesn't have to anymore is being Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. is a big deal. And it's the reason why he felt like he couldn't date her before because he didn't want to like involve her in that whole scenario. Yes. Which, okay, fine, fair, whatever. Um, It's kind of, it's definitely a trope now, but at the time it kind of wasn't yet. Not yeah. really. Yeah. Um, But, but, so like okay fair fair point but from her perspective if you're watching this scene from her perspective what Naomi described is exactly what's happening is like he's like I had to do this thing but now I don't have to do this thing so I guess I'm available to you now like yeah it, you weren't enough before him, but I guess uh, you are now uh, he sounds like such a dick <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's yeah. this uh, He's still not being fully honest, and he thinks he's being fully honest. And the idea that I can still keep the secret while I'm being honest about why I wasn't able to. And the thing that's so maddening about it is, like, if you quit, if you really quit being Spider-Man, why would you care if you told her that you were Spider-Man? Yes. Hmm. Yes. You're not going to be Spider-Man anymore. still wants to feel special. Right. And it's You're not like, going to be Spider-Man anymore. Just tell her. Just be like, yeah, no, I was Spider-Man. That was me, actually. <laughs> I was Spider-Man. Yeah. And I thought that I couldn't date you because I was Spider-Man, but I, I'm not going to be Spider-Man anymore. But mm. of course, then he, she would be like, wait, you were Spider-Man? You quit being Spider-Man? He was a hero. What? What's yeah. wrong with you? Also, like, also you <laughs> kissed me and you didn't tell me? Yes. <laughs> you knew me as Spider-Man. You knew who I was and you just... <laughs> We're fine with that and keeping that whole thing a secret. I was torn up about it because I kind of liked you, but then there's Spider-Man and now I'm thinking they're two different people, but they're not. They're the same person the entire time. What's wrong with you? It's like, he, because giving up Spider-Man is 
so huge and meaningful to him. He assumes that it'll be that meaningful to her, but right. she doesn't have that info. So right. it's like yeah. he, from where he his from his perspective, this is a big deal, like a gesture, like you're saying, a romantic gesture. But if she's not privy to the information, if you're still being like selfish and scared about, you know, letting her in fully, mm-hmm. it can't possibly be as meaningful to her. So you are just being. A guy who my own stuff was more important than you or, right. or being with you or the idea of putting aside my like busyness, busy things for you. And it's like, right. if you care about somebody, you make time for them. It's yeah, yeah. this isn't. And I help. think and I think largely um, I, I think largely this works for the movies to the movie's benefit. Oh, for the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, to the movie's benefit. I think I think it works. But I do think that a lot of this is a side effect of the way that the movie was put together, um, which mm. is a lot of uh, a lot of sort of, you know, shortcuts and things with the writing because, you know, just perfect example of this. And we keep talking about like the you know, the this line implies this character has an awareness of this thing they can't have an awareness of. And I, I think ultimately it it does weirdly make the movie better because it, it adds all of these, all of the subtext that wasn't there, but I don't know that it was intentional necessarily mm, because yeah. there's one line in particular that he says, which is a great line. It's a great line. It's I'm not an empty seat anymore. That is a great line, except that it implies a, a meta awareness of the film, which is that when he was not there, MJ looked over and saw an empty seat. He doesn't know that that happened, but that line implies that he does, that he was watching the movie and saw that happen and felt bad about it. Yeah. Well, he's just that egotistical. Right. (laughs) He assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe uh, she's looking for me. She knows where I'm sat. She saw an empty chair. Maybe in the, uh, the ellipses, like the edit between, their awkward high during the play and then walking outside of the play afterwards. Maybe on the walk over to Chinatown, she mentioned that she saw the empty seat where he was supposed to be last. Well, time. and that's and that's entirely mm. possible, but that's not in the context but it's not in, of the it's movie. Not, yes, but, exactly. but it's still it's still the line still implies that he is somehow aware it. of something he shouldn't be aware of based on what the information we have in the movie. Right. Um, right. And that's... and it's and there's a lot of that in the in the movie, and like I said, most of it makes the movie better. Mm. I think in that particular case, it does make me scratch my head a little. Where I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> I um, I don't know. Um, and then also also punch me and I ble- punch me I bleed. I, I, I mean I, that easily. Like just where where do I punch <laughs> you? Do you bleed anywhere I punch you? Every t- every time I see that clip, yeah, I. And there's a pause. I'm like half expecting her to clock him. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. No. If this was if this was an MCU movie, that that's exactly yes. what would happen. Right. Yeah. 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 Punch me, I bleed. Bam. Ow. 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 God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like walking home with a nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I also I love that she just walks over to a taxi and opens the door. With no acknowledgement to the taxi driver, she's gonna get into the taxi. No looking around to see if anyone mm-hmm. else is called, like, is wanting to use it. I know someone's getting out, but like, uh, wow, that's just some. 
Uh, you know what you want and you just get it now, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and I, and I, but I do, I do really respect that she's like, I'm going to get out of this conversation now. Like they're obviously walking or he's like walking her home or something right now is what's right. happening. Yeah. But she's like, I don't, I don't want to continue this conversation. So I'm getting in a taxi and driving away. Goodbye. Boom. Uh, I, I kind of love that. Like I'm, I'm ending this conversation. This is over. I'm getting married in a church. You jackass. <laughs> I just love how decisive she is. I really do. Like, mm. Mm-hmm. This and like with the earlier scenes with the uh, um, the phone call and stuff like that, like I I just dig how much she is not gonna deal with any BS from this guy. Uh, yeah, I I really respect it. Yeah. And also her hair her hair color looks great in this scene. Oh yeah, just her everything about her looks great in this scene. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh, just how do I get a, a tailored coat that? Fits me that way. <laughs> I know. Uh, become a movie star. A movie uh, star. Have the costume department make your clothes for you. Taylor May. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Give me, give me a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I yeah, because I was, I was looking at, uh, I was actually looking at Toby's outfit, and I was like, yeah, I like that. It's like, good I, yeah. I like that. The, yeah, the the nice jacket with the sweater. It's a good look. Like <laughs> you don't need to, don't need to put your tie up when you've not got a tie. Right. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh. Yeah, that also struck me as weird. I know again, it's not this this scene, but right, right. the usher from earlier, mm-hmm. who was like not letting him in, and he made him put his tie up or whatever. I'm like, they really don't care. I've gone to, <laughs> I've gone to see Broadway shows, and I've been in like you know denim shorts and a t shirt. Yeah, they don't care. You yeah. pay for a ticket, you get in. <laughs> we got Sorry, your money. That's no. what we wanted. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, like her little her scarf, her shirt. Mm-hmm. They they they've put like it's all placed just so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although yeah, her scarf, fun. her scarf, for whatever reason, her scarf makes me think that she's hiding uh, vampire bites. <laughs> <laughs> just like the way that it's wrapped around her neck like that. It's um, very intensely. Yeah. Yeah, and then hidden. You know, like tucked mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like she's yeah. gonna. Yeah. Like it'll be exposed, and she have to like shy away and pull up her collar and be like, "What? Yeah. No, that's not a." She's in the she's in the throes of Dracula. <laughs> this uh, is well, maybe yeah. ma- no no because she was in a play she wouldn't. Want, no. Yeah, this, never mind. This is a yeah. <laughs> this is a nod to uh, Morbius, the living vampire. You know, so, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're gonna have a crossover here, yeah. but it was cut late in the. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they decided to make uh, John a vampire instead of a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of my favorite bits here in in the, you know, calling Peter on his BS part is when she has the phrase about, uh, where was that? We never got on. You can't get off if you don't get on, Peter. Uh, he has that. I don't think it's that simple. And she comes right back at him with, of course you don't, because you complicate things. And I, yeah. I, the delivery of it, the specificity of it, the, like, the phrasing and the diction, I'm just like, man, I like that line a lot. Like... So, no, you complicate things. That's what you do. Like, when people are being waffly or when they're being insecure and stuff like that, you could, you can just tell them, yeah, you're, you're complicating things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know, we were talking yesterday about, um, about, uh, this back lot, um, uh-huh. you know, being sort of overdressed uh, as far as like Chinatown to a certain mm-hmm. extent, and you know you have all these Asian extras, and as Naomi pointed out, that's uh, maybe not totally uh, may- maybe 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 low key racist. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, 
they, the, they're trying to compensate for something that right yeah, right right, right. Yeah. but they made but, an effort <laughs> I, but i think what's funny is um as she's saying the 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 complicated like right after she says the um you know you can't get on if, if you if you were ne- or you can't get off if you were never on or whatever mm-hmm. um they walk past the thing and like i don't know do you guys know of a lot of barber shops in chinatown because <laughs> they pass like a barber shop with like the little spinny with the thing yeah, yeah the, the light vote. up just i just like everything else is just so and and it's not to say that there can't be barbershops in chinatown but like they tried so hard like this the the set designers or whatever tried so hard to make this like just overkill chinatown like right. just you Dress know asian everything. people have just yeah. everything in chinatown gear and then like there's a barbershop like an american barbershop <laughs> it's just, i mean you know <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, there's a, there, I mean, there's, there's a, there's an Asian dude with a very, very well quaffed hair in front of that barbershop. So more power yeah. to him. He looks yeah. pretty shifty as well. He's like waiting for someone specific. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. giving that's everyone the true. eye who walks out a bit. That's yeah. true. No. <laughs> maybe he's got a, uh, maybe he's got a hot date that he's waiting on. Maybe they, uh, yeah. Are gonna go they, to a... you know, get, go to the barber, get fixed up. Yeah. <laughs> go out, on, go out in the town. What do people say? Uh, New yes, cut? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There 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 are there are Chinese barbershops in New York with the spinny thing. Oh with the spinny thing? Yeah. Oh that's amazing. I just, I just look I just looked up on a <laughs> on like Google Images. I mean, <laughs> the internet's great, isn't it? Nice. New Hong Kong barbershop definitely does. Internet's so helpful. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. More Maybe power to them then. Yeah. One yeah. of those things about like yeah, this is a recognizable Universal. symbol that we can use and yeah. to advertise yeah. our thing. We might as well use it. Um, yeah. All right, cool. What's the deal with barber poles? Weren't they originally like they meant there was like surgery there too or something? It's like what? Yeah, it's supposed to be like white bandages and then red bandages because the, they're bloodied because the barber would be doing surgery. So it's like you could get your shave there or you would get surgery. Right? What? Oh, I feel like this is like an Atlas Obscura, like fun fact thing that I learned about ages ago and just accepted that everybody was like, yeah, you know, barber poles, the blood. Oh my gosh. Okay. I just looked up like the Wikipedia page for barber's poles uh-huh. and just the content page alone is just fascinating. <laughs> so like number one is origin in barbering and surgery, which <laughs> sounds like it's going to be what you're saying. Yeah. Second is use in barbering. Third is use in prostitution. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe uh, Quaff guy is uh, waiting for something else there. Uh, boy, okay. So yeah, let's see. So ori- origin in barbering and surgery. Yeah, it does look like during medieval times, they performed things like tube extractions and stuff like that. Yeah. The, let's see. Um, so the red, red is... Red represents arterial blood. Blue is symbolic for uh, venous blood. White depicts the bandage. So both of the so colors are blood. Apparently. And it's there's a there, There's a subheading in here called animal husbandry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the use in prostitution is South Korea. What? Barber poles used for both actual barbershops and for brothels. Brothels disguise the barbershops. Whoa. More likely to use two poles next to each other. Okay. How many poles are in the scene? Just one, I think. Just the one, I think. Yeah, well, I think this, it's, this right. it's just Chinatown. <laughs> this isn't like Little Korea or something. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if you know about like Chinatowns in Western places, but they pretty much just encapsulate everyone who is Asian. They just call it Chinatown. Oh, uh, okay. that's 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 fun and racist. That's really. Um, uh, I mean, that's, that's just from my observations. It might just be it's a more recent thing that they 
or maybe people. yeah maybe it depends on like the size of like the cultural enclaves where they overlap because i know mm. at least la is spread out enough that like koreatown is a separate area from little tokyo which is a separate area from chinatown like they're very yeah. distinct areas if if there are other other towns apart like like in uh, new york mm-hmm. i haven't seen them right. i know there's a little italy which is like one street mm. and there's chinatown and in chinatown there are plenty of like bubble tea sushi dim sum all like you know korean barbecue i think the instinct you're feeling where you're like i just i wanted to get punched in the face it's because you want to punch him in the face like i certainly do like yeah. when yeah. he says punch me i bleed i just i just want to deck him like Bam. yeah he just oh that's why would you say that like oh. what what are you even talking about that doesn't mean anything to her peter it doesn't mean anything to her it just means things to you again yeah again is he quoting oh, like, poetry is that what he's doing I it's maybe vaguely uh oh man I, see now i'm now i'm on blast for not knowing my shakespeare uh Naomi, what's the big the big speech for the guy talking about uh in shakespeare that he's like the jews don't, aren't you know if you cut us do, do not bleed if you harm us are we not you know what i'm talking about there's oh, like a gosh there's a literary reference there to a shakespeare play but i don't know if peter is up on his... poorly quoting it <laughs> yeah maybe yeah maybe he's like yeah this is a way to say like we're real human beings like don't you see like you know if you injure us we bleed if you you know uh, uh insult us we we feel uh we're people why punch me i bleed why punch, punch? me i bleed i don't know punch me I, I mean the only thing that comes up when you type in punch me i bleed mm-hmm. is a song by the children of bodom that came out in 2005 <laughs> <laughs> which is apparently groove metal and rock. Mm. <laughs> but like, that's the only thing that comes up apart from we realize how lol worthy the dialogue was in Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, Merchant of Venice. That's it. I got, I got there eventually. Yeah. Oh. yeah. If you prick us, do we not bleed? That's the line from Merchant of Venice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he just doesn't know. He's trying to He's trying to get to her level, but he doesn't know it well enough to really reference it properly. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know, it's basically on. him saying, Luke, I am your father. Yeah. You know? And she's like, it's not Luke, man. <laughs> and with that in context, when you switch over to the expression on her face, she's just like, oh, Jesus. I know, it's fantastic. <laughs> she just she has like, like the one. Oh, my God. <laughs> the one eye is like slightly closed. She's rolling her eyes to the back of her head. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if she was really into comic books or something, and he was like, you know, Superman, truth, justice, and American things. Like there, if there was some like just, uh, yeah, she, it's she. He's basically done like the Vulcan salute thing (laughs) and said, "May the force be with you." That's it. That's better. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's trying to reach across to where she is and like, see, I. I know the things you care about and just proving how little he does. And what's what's great is that they they're they're not doing the two shot anymore when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like literally separated by camera angles too. Oh, that's so good. That's your little cheesy. And he's just and he's just looking at her like, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> Come on. I have to go. I <laughs> I Bye. the only way out of this awkward situation is to take this taxi behind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Amy, you've spent time in New York. Uh, is that taxi fare legit? Like, is that? Oh my reasonable? gosh! You literally, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, it might. 
It might be because this was a while ago. 2004-ish, yeah. 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 Um, I think now it's like 250 initials to start with and then it's like and then it's like 40 cents per um, mile. Per actually, I mean, per, I, yeah. Something like that. I think. But again, I don't live in New York anymore, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the ta- in the movie the taxi fare is $2 initial charge, then 30 cents per yeah. fifth of a mile. Fifth of a mile. Yeah. 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 I mean like taking into account like the way that inflation goes and stuff, that's probably right. Yeah, that doesn't seem too outlined. I've, if nothing else, taxis are a thing that's easy to check your accuracy on yeah. when you're making well, it in New you York. Know, there's so many things that are easy to check the accuracy. Oh, of, sorry. What you mean, do. like the names of theaters <laughs> and uh, Broadway? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yes, and and like yeah, just <laughs> subway tube. stops and subway stops. And <laughs> yeah. Ticket stubs. I mean, and, like oh. Captain America did it too. They 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 invented a pier that doesn't exist when there's an actual pier there. What? What? No, isn't he? He's at a pier. He's at Pier Thirteen, which does not exist in Brooklyn, but does exist in New Jersey. They're definitely not in New Jersey because they hate New Jersey. Yeah, they're in Brooklyn. You can see the Brooklyn Bridge. There's a Pier One there. Why not just use Pier One? But no. <laughs> oh, fun! That bit in Captain America: The Winter Soldier when he's like sprinting after the cars and whatnot. Also yeah. shot on the Universal backlot, so they went in and <laughs> put in period Beautiful. cars and redressed all of the shops to look old. with his with his. Uh, with his hobbit tennis shoes that he's wearing. He's his hobbit tennis oh shoes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're horrifying. I love them. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Um, I felt I felt I felt bad though because poor Richard Armitage in that sequence, like uh-huh. he has a major phobia of water and they like <gasps> oh, he no. could only do that shot once. They asked him to do it again and he just no. He oh, broke no. down. It was it's oh, awful to no. hear about. That's horrible. It's a known about thing. Everything he works in, he's it terif- doesn't have a water scene. Yeah. And then it gets added in. Oh no. Oh it's happened a lot. It's mm. almost a running joke. With and him. of course, he had to associate, you know, that bad experience with dealing with a man in Hobbit feet on Winter Soldier. I mean, not Winter Soldier, in First Avenger. And, yeah. and then, of course, he had to go on and star in three films with Hobbit feet man. Hobbit well, man. he was also in the water in that a lot oh, as well. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> so I don't, I the barrels. I think problems. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Poor Richard. Um, this, <laughs> this, uh, this bit where I, I mean, we just hold on them for so long before she says, I have to go. Um, which, to go. it's just so good. <laughs> I have to go. And she does that thing. It, it's, it's the same thing I do when I'm, I'm like so sad, but I don't know what to do. Like where I just like, I, uh, and and she's doing this thing where she like I have to go, and then she like frowns, but like she's kind of like trying not to frown all the way, so right, she does this, right. this sort like, of like extended, flat face. yeah, yeah, flat yeah. face thing. And it's I've just, seen oh, it's so good. I've seen so many like vines where it's <laughs> sorry to say it has been known as like the white person face, <laughs> where people like. It's, it's the same face that you make, you know, when you see someone and you kind of do a smile, but it's not a real smile. Mm, it's uh-huh. the flat face thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And like mm. every white person, you know, does it. I yeah. do it. You do it. And, you know, everyone does it. Once you're aware of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's real fun. It's what do you, what do you do when you can't make the expression that should be made? You just kind of. You just blah. pull the corners of your lip outwards. That's yeah. all you do. You just, yeah. you just do the blah. You stretch your lips out. It's so um, lived in. It's so real. It's so yeah. relatable in that moment. Like, I have and then, to go. And the fact Ugh. that she doesn't turn away right away, she says, I have to go, and then like watches his expression drop, and then she just like 
turns out of out of just like sort of exasperated disappointment where she's just like i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know what i was expecting out of this conversation but this yeah. I'm still disappointed. I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, need to go. She says she has to go, and he just stares at her. What? Like, what else yeah. is she supposed to do? Yeah, I <laughs> like, know. Okay, bye. Yeah. Okay, bye. You know it's what it great. is? It's it's like a um, it's like a funhouse mirror version of the the scene in the first movie in the cafeteria when he like catches all oh, the yeah. stuff. There's a bit where she's like, "Wow, like great reflexes or whatever," and like tries to connect to him and say something earnest, and he just stares at her. And then yeah. she's like, okay. And then oh. she has to leave. But like, that's the start of something. And here it's like, this is just Peter being Peter. This is what he does. God, I can't. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Bye. What was she saying in that scene? I never knew you, I never knew your eyes were blue or something yes, like that. Or, yeah, yeah. It's that bit. Um, yeah. And he just stares at her and smiles just, like a freak. Good doofus. <laughs> Golly. Ah, uh, Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter. Mm. But like He's, we need Peter to be a doofus, you know, like yeah, his behavior. We've been very specific on like the awkward, weird, you know, bad romance comedy tropes of his behavior that I'm not liking a lot. But just him being a doofus in general here, I'm totally on board with. Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. part and parcel of the character and the and, lessons and everything. And the awkwardness of his side of this conversation could be applied to. You know, Peter just being one of those people where um, he rehearses things. And as soon as someone goes outside of the lines that he rehearsed, he doesn't know what else to say because he hasn't rehearsed those things, (laughs) you know? Yes. Um, Because, I mean, like, we heard him him when he was on the phone with, uh, with, with her answering machine earlier. You yeah. heard him just sort of like try to make up stuff. And then and then he's still like <laughs> after he ran out of money and the and the call ended, he still rehearsed a converse a fake conversation <laughs> where he, he told her that he was Spider-Man. So like he's still like he's a he's a rehearser. That's yeah. that's his thing. He yeah. he uh he rehearses the way that he's gonna talk to people. Yeah, um, he, he did that like, in the first movie. Yes. He, he yeah, he did it in the first movie where he's like walking behind her and he's like, hey MJ. Hi, MJ. Hey, MJ. It's me. Hi. Like, whatever. Um, yeah. And then he's almost so, late for the bus. Yeah. 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 This is uh, this yeah. is a problem with him. He doesn't know how to interact with people properly. No, no. He he's yeah. he needs his safety nets, and yeah, he doesn't <laughs> have his safety nets because he can't safety webs. spin webs. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's next level, bro. Oh, we're cracking some <laughs> codes on this movie, you guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting married in a church. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I want to. I want to confess something. This doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the minute. Okay, but this yeah. is this is a uh, this is me wanting to confess something. I literally just did. So I'm looking at this shot of MJ standing at the cab, about to open the door. Uh, she's gonna say the line of like, "I'm getting married in a church," um, and uh, I. There, I was trying to see what it said above nine x two four, but there's like a glare on it because like the lights are shining off of it, and I literally yeah. just like stretched to try and move the glare <laughs> <laughs> out of the way so I could see it, oh, and then I was head. like, oh it right, just this says is... NYC taxi, Scott. Yeah, it just yeah, says I was, NYC taxi. I was like, this is a this is a movie. I can't. I don't have the power to do that. <laughs> That's amazing, though, that, like, 
I mean, that's funny because like, oh yeah, I've done dumb things like that. But like <laughs> that, we we get so invested in the frame of this world that somebody else creates that was like artificial, but that it feels real. Like the the magic trick of cinema. And earlier when we were talking about like, when we're watching the movie, we feel we are whatever the protagonist is, is because film literally does this thing that pretty much no medium prior to it did, which was you literally see something from someone else's perspective. As mm. in, mm. the camera captures how somebody else looks at something that's mm. not you. And then you can look through their eyes. And it's so, it's such a machine for empathy that we will connect to things more so than we would like permit ourselves to in real life. But it's not real. And we can sit there and look at the taxi cab and, oh, I got to move out of the way. But no, no, it's not there. It's just... <laughs> It's just a two-dimensional image. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah. I like how you just you just compared me to the, those people who tried to like run out of the theater when the train was coming to them. Yes, then... exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the great train robbery. What was that yeah. called? Oh, no, no. I think that was just like a like a day. It was the first. The first. The first moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moving yeah. picture, display, like prior yeah. to George Millier. I forget yeah, what yeah. that one was called. Um, <laughs> it didn't have a. It didn't have a plot. It was literally just a train coming a to train. a stop yeah. at a station <laughs> and people milling about. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. yeah, I would have gotten the also, hell out of there. Yeah. yeah me also, too. Pro, pro tip, Scott, you can also like fast forward it slightly when she moves the door. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because that will slide the reflection. I off. mean, look, I if I if I had not forgotten I was watching a movie, I might have remembered to do that. But alas. <laughs> <laughs> that's Air not condition. what happened yeah no. <laughs> oh, well. I'm, I'm glad that you confessed to that <laughs> i uh i'm kind of you know of... i i like i like when i get so wrapped up into a movie that i do something like that yeah me too that's um, yeah uh, it shows that the medium has power uh, yeah even in the silliest ways um right i kind of feel bad that i'll never like get to ride in a taxi cab like this like a old school looking nyc taxi cab the, like, why not do they not policy. look like that anymore? Aren't they all like Priuses now in New York City? I feel like they uh, phased all these guys out at some point. Um, it's just I look at this and it feels like a cop, like a uh, taxi cab out of the seventies or something. Mm. Um, so I didn't. I don't know. I was only in New York once and I did not take any cabs that day. So I, I don't know. They're all yellow. They all have the the, the, the thing still and yeah. the thing on the top. Okay. Yeah, I think in New York they have to be like that for because I think they're going to get most of their money from tourists because the people who live there mostly use Uber and stuff. I oh, think, sure. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Uh, but like if you're million. a tourist in New York, you're like, we got to use a yellow cab. That's what New York is. Taxi. Yeah. Like, all you do is whistle, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Like, it's like getting one of those black taxi cabs in London. We got to do it. We got to do it. Uh, I want to point out the uh, the extra who's getting out of the cab uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. for, for MJ. You can see him when she's paused out outside the cab. You can see him in the window waiting for her to open the door so he can get out. Yeah. <laughs> He's just yeah. sort of like bent over his stuff in the seat. And, and then he's like, like oh, oh, okay. He should open the door. I can leave. Yep. All right. Here's my cue. Yeah. <laughs> given very specific timing on this. I got to I gotta nail it. I am a featured extra, oh, kind of. Oh, God. Oh, crap. Oh, God. <laughs> it's always fun when you're given a specific thing to do as an extra. Oh, it's though. so much better than just, like, being bored all day. They're like, yeah. they're like, oh, so this is a big group scene. You guys are just over here kind of talking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, cool. But you, 
you're going to be the cross at the top of the scene. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We had we had some we had some fun in, in Colony season three. Oh, Colony. <laughs> oh, wait, they shoot that in Canada. Well, they they yeah. Well, now they do. They oh. season three. They moved it up to Vancouver. I see. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was a refugee. Woo. Good. Good. Yeah. Good on you. Oh, those are. <laughs> Those are fun. fun days. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. I mean, I feel like at least most casual movie fans would get a kick out of being a, a, an extra for oh, a yeah. day. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you get to be on the set. It's fun. Um, yeah. yeah. But if you come to make money and to like. <laughs> this is your job and now. And to like be glamorous and stuff. No, no, like, no. oh man. No. Like, that's not what you want to do. <laughs> you will. There's a bunch of people there who did clearly have that. They'd never done background before ever and mm. they were just so frustrated with that we were outside it was cold it was wet we're like we're at a refugee camp yeah <laughs> that was the breakdown what were you expecting yeah like we don't get trailers for this guys come on like <laughs> no no we get some craft services yeah. that's that's nice we'll sit in some chairs under some tents uh, yeah and uh... and if, if if you're if you're me you get asked by three separate people whether or not you are over 17 oh boy that's fun <laughs> You know that's good I though. Could have lied. Can... I could have lied and got more food, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah, lie and get more food. Plus, you know, you, you can get in that lucrative eighteen to look younger market in your auditions. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> live that live but that yeah, dream no. as long as you can. It's good to look young. Why not? Featured background though, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, gnomes, you just you you just rewatched this movie uh, today. What what were your overall thoughts on it? Um. Well, <laughs> oh, her I voice had, cracked. <laughs> I had forgotten about this movie. Like, I knew this movie existed, but I think of all the Spider-Man movies that I have seen ever, mm-hmm. this one is the most forgettable Whoa. to me personally, uh-huh. because I didn't remember like anything about it. <laughs> wow. Like, like, <laughs> like I remember this. This the first one is iconic. That was like a big, big one. Mm-hmm. The third one, if nothing else, you remember that sequence with the emo hair and the weird dance and the <laughs> sure, yeah, and Topher Grace, you remember him, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then like the Amazing Spider-Man's again, they have their memorable stuff, and obviously Homecoming is I love Homecoming, yeah, but yeah, no. So rewatching this, I, I had really forgotten how dumb it was in the best way (laughs) (laughs) like i i don't i don't mean it's dumb in like a bad way like i mean like i had a good time yeah yeah i mean it's crazy scientists and uh nuclear crying with laughter (laughs) (laughs) like the quote-unquote science was wonderful yes (laughs) like the whole premise that he's like i have created these arms that will fuse onto my onto my my spine (laughs) But don't worry, it won't control me even though there's AI because I have a chip, a very small chip that prevents that from happening. Oh, cool. <laughs> Glad we sorted that out real quick. It's comic like, booky. Yeah. It's I know, it's it's phenomenal. And then <laughs> just everything about Doc Ock, brilliant, inspired, mm-hmm. amazing, never been done before. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Like he he rocks up to the bank dressed like Inspector Gadget for like no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what's not to love? And then you've got like, oh god, you got James Franco there being James Francoy, and just like, what is he doing in this movie? <laughs> what is his purpose in this movie? We've talked a lot about that so far. Um, <laughs> yeah, Grease, like, greasy boy. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't need to be there, but he, but he is there. <laughs> like, 
It's a yeah. it's a singular experience, Spider Man Two. It is. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's special. It is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love it. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Naomi, thanks yep. for joining us. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to hear Naomi play a crazy scientist, hey, uh, transition. You should. Uh, you should check out Geek by Night. Uh, the original audio drama that I created and executive produce with Nick Amenas, past guest of the show, our, our just our previous guest, mm-hmm. uh, and also stars Zach. Uh, hey, he's I'm in, in there. Yeah. Friends. We do things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We say words, and you can hear them in narratives. I say words are fun. They're yeah. really fun to do. Yeah. All right. Well... Uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 68, or 69, sorry. Uh, we'll be back with Minute 69 oh, tomorrow. Nice. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.